Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the broadcast. This is Leland Best of Best Live TV, and I want to thank you for coming to Best AI Podcast. Unfortunately, two of the members on our panel weren't able to make it this evening. Greg and Chris are doing their thing in the world, so we just have four of us this evening. Myself, the AI video guy, Lee Love, the photo mentor, Ross McCamey, the marketing maverick, and Brad Slows, who I call the awakened Wookiee. Um, Fortunately, we're all going to be able to sit down and talk AI for an hour with you tonight, and we're going to touch primarily on image generation from its historical origins to where we are today with AI. So rather than hold you up here, I'm going to let you get right into the broadcast, which was cut off just a little at the beginning because of some technical difficulties. But we asked the panel where the news was of the day in AI, and this is where it took us. Enjoy the show. Nothing. Nothing. As usual. I tell you, you know, the, for me, the, and I think everyone else that's in the AI world has just totally blown away with what OpenAI has done. The two big things, of course, is that uh, Google announced Gemini 1.5, which was uh, their their advanced version. They did 1.0 earlier, and now they just, uh, like last week, I think, and then this week they announced uh, Gemini 1.5. It's supposed to be better, that type of thing. But of course, um, you know, the guys at OpenAI, not to be undone or overdone or whatever, like two hours later announced something called uh, Sora, which is totally amazing. It basically is a video generator and it will do video, it will text a video and everybody in the industry is blown away. I could not believe the quality. You can do 60 seconds, which is longer than any of the others. I've seen do, and it's just it's just amazing. I'm just everybody's really astounded at the quality, and it's really going to change the industry. I think my comment, if you're in a Facebook group, um, is that I think that the people that are doing that are funding uh, Pika Labs and all these other systems are really in trouble because of the quality and how how fast you can generate video with this thing it's it's just amazing and i'm excited to see what happens with that and then leading into the uh ar world and the um, spatial computing i think ai is going to take over in that industry as well whenever you see all these vr headsets coming out that's awesome brad i know you were mentioning before the show that you got a little tied up on other projects and things but what have you heard yeah. lately i know you're in vegas there there's got to be a lot of stuff events anything going on over in vegas right now? oh yeah uh there's a lot of events coming up in the spring uh where they're they're delving into uh experiential design which includes uh vr worlds uh augmented reality being added to it things like that. I think it's the NDA show that's coming up. Uh, I'm going to try and attend that. And it looks incredibly exciting because uh, I've been looking at interactive panels. I've been looking at all these different things that 
uh, integrate with your cell phone, integrate you know, probably in, uh, very shortly with the VR goggles as well, uh, and a bunch of other things. But yeah, Lee and I, um, <laughs> we were talking about this before we started. Uh, I got asked to narrate a book. So it's a perfect time for me to also try and narrate mine at the same time. Um, but I, I'm, I'm looking at uh, Descript as far as cloning my voice. So that's where I'm at today. Yeah, well, you have to write your book, don't you, first, Brad, before you can narrate it? or do <laughs> well, you... This will just be my first one, Liquid <laughs> okay. Leadership. Let's get okay. that one out of the way before we get uh, ambitious with everything else. Now, you okay. do realize if you were to take that book that you've already written, Liquid Leadership, and piecemeal a couple of chapters of that into the AI, that it's going to be able to recognize your writing style and your methodology and that madness that goes on in your brain that tells you what you yes. want to write next. It kind of learns from that. And that's yeah, what it does was the beauty of it, because then what you present does sound like you. It's not like mm -hmm. people are always thinking, oh, well, you're just not doing anything. You're just writing content. And you're letting it do all the work. <laughs> well, no, I trained it to work Ooh. like me. And that was something mm -hmm. Lee mentioned last week when we were talking about creating imagery. And that's another big thing in the news right now is copyright infringement for both not only imagery, but video content as, as well as audio content now is being a big right. thing because they're pulling away from TikTok. You know, they're trying to make all of these claims that you can't use our audio. So AI audio generators are obviously going to take a big space there where we can now create our own mm -hmm. melodies. If you don't want us to use your, you know, handwritten storyboard content that you created 10, 20 years ago and don't want to earn some royalties off of it because People use yeah. it. I don't care what anybody says. If you use somebody else's audio content, it's going to promote your audio content. <laughs> Why? Right. Why people are so bent out of shape over that? I don't understand. It should kind of be the same with audio, or I should say, video and imagery. Don't you think, Lee? What are we doing wrong by representing styles and images that are brought on by others' thought process, but are just as well the, the same principles we could use? Do you know what I'm getting at? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I don't I don't know. I don't understand it either. I mean, I look intuitively understand it. I, I um, some friends of mine were texting me last night and saying, oh, this 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 open AI thing is awful. It's going to put a lot of people out of business. They're going to be sued. And I'm thinking, really? Now, these people are in the video streaming business. OK, and I my my single quote was. You realize that the work you do is based on the advancement in technology. In other words, we can do on a laptop now what we used to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to do. The video, so what's going to happen is the same thing to Hollywood that's happened to the television industry. It's going to be in the hands of everybody. And I believe that gives more people with more creativity. I mean, you and I now could literally create a movie if we have a great story, of course, and it could be compelling. So I don't know. I'm I'm really interested yeah. in what's going to happen. I think I, the interesting the thing I keep thinking the biggest people I think are going to be impacted in all of these things are the stock industries. If you're doing stock video and stock photos, and I can create that myself, then I don't need that. Yeah. Especially when you're looking at Sora and what it did. I mean, looking at uh, the demos that. OpenAI put out and the waves the way it goes, the one with the lady blinking and her eyeballs, like you're just not going to need drone footage anymore for these stock images. Yeah, I think right. people are going to have to get more creative on how they're using their tools to be able to do something that can't be generated by AI that's more 
specific and not as general. And I think that's really what it's going to force people to do is to get creative if they want to stay in that lane instead of selling their stock images. You got to up your game. Right. And it's the same in every industry, mm -hmm. no matter what it is. Well, well, look at animation. I'm a big fan of like, you know, shows like Arcane and the legend of Vox Machina and all these. Uh, the the production time has been cut in a third. Like we're mm -hmm. down to a third now. And the 3D animation is so damned incredibly impressive uh, when it comes to character development, uh, watching the character age. This is another big thing I've been mm -hmm. mesmerized about. And a lot of these effects, you know, if, if you're not in the business of animation or illustration, you're just sitting there going, wow, that's a great show. But you don't realize they've turned that character around not only 360 degrees, but they're also pulling away in perspective and they're adding all these lights and all these crazy things. And uh, I love what you put up, uh, Leland. Mm -hmm. um, but in animation, <laughs> I see huge leaps taking place. Uh, and, and a lot of people may not know this about animation, but a lot of it is redundant uh, imagery and things like that. So how do you keep that background fresh? How do you keep that looking uh, polished and new? AI is revolutionizing all this right now. Yeah, I totally Well, and that. the cool thing, though, is, you know, it's still, Brad, and you would have certainly agree with, it's still a story. And that's right. the same thing I tell people. Let's look at photography as a small example. You can do more stuff with an iPhone now than you could ever do. The quality is great, et cetera, et cetera. But it's all about the story. It's all about composition. Right. So as the technology comes down, it gets into more people's hands you still have to be able to tell that story. And I think that's mm -hmm. where the real creativity comes from that people are ignoring. Yeah, yeah. thanks for that. Um, Ross, you wanna to touch on that since we mentioned mobile there, what have you got that's really happening in the mobile industry now? I know you brought up Samsung and their new S24, is it, that just came out recently? Yeah, and the S24, and they're launching all of the updates uh, across yeah. the Samsung uh, platforms. Mm -hmm. They're gonna start getting the AI upgrades. And the really cool part about that is uh, my favorite one is, well, there's a couple. The biggest one I think that's gonna have an impact across the entire world is the translator. You can be on the call with somebody right then, right there. Uh, you're speaking English, they're speaking Spanish, and it translates in between. You can either hear them have the conversation and have it translate, or you can just say, hey, I don't wanna hear them at all and just have the translation come across. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, then it has uh, the update where you can actually just circle an image and it's gonna search the internet for that image. So another really cool update there with the AI. But I think what we're really gonna see coming down the pipeline is the um, spatial computing and competing or comparing that and putting it together with the AI. Imagine a coder using their AR goggles and they've got this giant screen over here that's that they're building in this environment. And over here, they've got their generative AI that you say, hey, build me code to do this. And you can just swipe it. And you basically are living in Tony Stark's world. And you can completely <laughs> do everything right there in AR. I think over the next 10 years, we're going to see that just explode. And I think when you think of how lazy humans are, even though we're innovative, yeah. I think that's the reality of where we're going to be in the next five to 10 years. And your workspace, it's going to be in an AR environment with AI as an assistant. Good point. Um, I kind of wanted to take this. We went a little off base there for a few minutes, but we got a late start and that's mostly my fault. I wanted to head over to the agenda for just a second that we put together for today, which was to kind of go over 
where we came from to get here. And when I say that, I'm referring mostly to the AI image generation that we're working with right now, because I mentioned the copyright issues. We've talked about, you know, are we creating original content? And now we've got OpenAI and Dolly and, and Midjourney and others wanting to put their, their brand on our creative content which I'm okay in some case. Okay. We see these watermarks all the time on live streaming video apps where we're producing content outside of paying them. So we're getting their software for free. We're using their software for free. We're streaming to free social sites. And so they feel it's okay. And we're okay with the fact that they're branding their videos if they go out and we're not paying for the use of their software. Now, in this case, we're paying to use OpenAI. We're paying to use Dolly. We're paying to use Midjourney. So I'm curious why these avenues have suddenly opened up to say they can start putting their stamp on our work. Is I didn't aware. I wasn't aware of that really. Leland, are you saying a lot of these um, yes. AI generative systems are now talking about watermarking their yes. products? Yes. Even right. if you, the ones you don't pay for, right? And that's what I'm yeah. curious about. I know I want to okay. see what direction this is taking. And that is where I'm hoping it's going is that it's only the free versions of the software that are going to be watermarked. Ross, have you heard anything different in that regard? Because that's not what I'm hearing. No, <laughs> honestly, that's the first I've heard of that. But it wouldn't surprise me if this is kind of legislative based when it comes down to earmarking and watermarking the AI generated content and differentiating those. I kind of wonder if they're heading that off ahead of time, and that's. But this is the first I've had a bit uh, heard of it, and that's kind of what came to my mind. Well, yeah. I could understand if they were going to embed that in the metadata, but to watermark it visually is a problem for me because now it becomes yeah. unusable. Yep, I agree. What good yeah, is cut, it? I would cut the water. Well, the watermark could be a small emblem in the corner, which I would cut out. Honestly, I've done it in the past right. done stuff that felt they could watermark my creative content and my IP. And I'm like, no, I've seen some AI software that will actually remove watermarks. So yeah. And that's a possible AI that we may have to contend with in the future as well as one that's capable of removing watermarks from our own branded videos that what? we have, because it can be scrubbed. We can scrub any person out of a beach scene right now. If we wanted to take them off the sand, we can take them mm -hmm. off the sand. So yeah. I'm sure we can remove watermarks from videos. And that can be another avenue for, you know, people to go ahead and, and make profit off of other people's well, content. It's actually one of the things you can do with the S24 with the new AI as well as you can remove objects, including watermarks. Mm -hmm. did, did you have a comment, Brad, about that? Yeah, I was just going to say there's going to be a niche market right now where people are either adding chemtrails to the skies <laughs> or removing watermarks, one or the other. Yeah. Uh, and you could probably make 500 a day on that, uh, doing that kind of work. Wouldn't surprise me. So I wanted to also... Have an idea, man. I wanted to go back just for a minute in history, in time. Um, Lee, you had mentioned in the last broadcast, you know, where did all of this image generation start? We, and I'm sorry if I'm getting distracted, but I have this little Bali guy who keeps jumping in during production and thinks he can be a, an executive producer. Um, so You're going to have to make a box for him, a sixth box thing and put him in there. He's got boxes all over the place. He just doesn't seem to want to sit <laughs> at all. Right I'm, in, I'm in on the screen. I mean, you know, you can be our, our sixth guest. Exactly. So what was it? The Gutenberg Printing Press? It was one of those back well, in the I'm day. Well, I'm doing this. So I'm something. doing this story. I'm writing this article on technology that has impacted our lives and people are afraid of. And the first one I started with is the Gutenberg um, printing press. And so I started doing some research on it and found out that 
people were deathly afraid of this thing. They felt that, number one, the biggest was the church. The church felt that now if you had a Bible that was not in Latin, was in plain English, that was going to really take a lot of their their power away. The other thing is the people that, of course, transcribe these things, what they felt was it was going to affect the accuracy because it could be once you made a mistake it just printed them over and over again so i mean it was ironic to hear this because this is exactly the same arguments we're making about ai mm-hmm. you know disinformation that's the whole thing i imagine that's why they want a watermark it not to brand it but because to protect us from some bad information like that's really going to do a good job um, so anyway, um, so yeah, so the printing press was something that obviously changed history, mm-hmm. was a huge impact, and yet a lot of people were very, very afraid of it. And, and look where we've gone from then. I mean, it was a press that literally took a, a, a serious amount of physical labor in order to, one, create each individual letter to put in a block and pour some ink over so that they could roll through mm-hmm. the press on a single piece of right. paper at a time. Okay. Yeah. That in of itself, when you think of the mechanical nature that started this process, and now all we do is take those same letters that we used to put in a printing press and type them on the screen. And now it generates everything for us and can yeah. then automate the process of producing that output onto a piece of paper. Which is a great thing. This is what people don't seem to understand. In fact, when I do the demo later on, I'll, I'll bring this up, but it's the same. People are like, oh, well, look, it created a third leg or it's doing six fingers. Yeah. This is this is the Gutenberg press where we're, we're only at like a year <laughs> or two into this thing. I mean, right. really, and, it's, and look what's happening Double and stress. just look what OpenAI yes. is doing and just video, and that's only been about a year. It's like, oh my gosh. And so it's, uh, it's go- this is the worst it's going to be. It's only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Our own coin presses, too. Go ahead, Brad. We never escape our own history. I mean, why do you think the wheelbase of a car is the width it is? It's from Roman chariots. Mm -hmm. That's That's the width of a Roman chariot. Yeah, so uh, we still call things a slide deck. We haven't (laughs) used slides since the 80s. (laughs) Was it you you, uh, that uh, posted a picture, Leland, of uh, an overhead projector? That was I. Yes, that was I. Which I was posting that with the simple statement, I am this old. <laughs> kind of went viral for a little while there because a lot of people. And then, of course, one person, Curtis, decided to jump in and say, yeah, but thank God it wasn't an opaque projector. And I was like, whoa, whoa now man. you just. <laughs> yeah. You just went, I haven't seen one of those since whoa. I was a kid. And if you don't recall what an opaque projector is, that's the type that wasn't translucent. It didn't have a light that went through a panel of glass. It was actually a reflective mirror that bounced off of an opaque picture or object like a book and then mirrored Mm. the image back to the screen through a light broadcast. So Mm. that's what we started with for image generation, let's say. And then it went to hand-drawn digital creators or not hand-drawn creators. You had a lot of really good artists doing a lot of really cool work prior to graphic design software coming out. Then we had graphic design software. Then we had CAD software, which enabled us to kind of produce 3D imagery. And then it became motion 3D imagery. And now look at where we're at. We're creating motion 
not just 3D imagery, but literally, you know, what you would call cinematic photography with the text prompt. And people, you know, all these people that are doing the chicken little, the sky is falling kind of thing about jobs. What What's ironic about that is it's almost like they're looking at, through this one little hole. They, they don't realize, I mean, I can name a dozen. How about um, long distance operators? You are does anyone miss calling the long distance operator make a phone call and spend three dollars a minute? I don't. Does anybody miss elevator operators, railroad? I mean, you could go on and on and on. Technology has impacted every aspect of our life, and some people adapted, some created new jobs, and also did away with some jobs. And that's just the way AI is going to do as well. Those people that's the purpose of this show, in fact is to educate people so they can learn to decide whether or not to use it and where to use it in their personal and business life. Yeah. yeah. And I, and yeah. I take this back to the folk tale of John Henry and you think about John Henry who went up against a steam engine and ultimately said, I can beat it. And he did. And then he died afterwards from exhaustion. Yeah. Yet we look at what's happened with the steam engine. It turned into the combustion engine and now, we're going with EVs and the technology is just expanding like crazy. Wow. And John Henry is dead and in the past and his ego allowed him to die. And who knows if he had a family or anybody who he had to take care of that he decided to take on the steam engine to prove a point and then left them high and dry. And I just sit here and think again, history repeating itself. The same type of thing is happening here with AI. So, uh, my, uh, my uh, cautionary tale is John Henry. Don't be John Henry when it comes to AI. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree with that because I've watched just in the last few years since COVID started. I've been in live streaming for over 10 years now, and I did a lot of video production back in the 80s for public television. So for me to look at where we started in 2022, 21, let's say, well, we were around in a 20. So into 21 and two, the advancements in technology that took place while everyone was sitting at home, having time to think about what is the next step? What do we do from here? How do we manipulate this new landscape? How are we going to generate an income when we can't even go to work? Well, so right. we had to be innovative. We had, and that's where I go back to the whole advance, improvise, overcome. If we don't do that every single day of our lives, then the advancements take over and we just can't keep up. So like Ross, I mean, I'm not, I know it's not easy just keeping up with the mobile advancements that are going mm -hmm. on, but the well, one you just mentioned is huge. Brad, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm designing a book cover right now for a client and I love book covers. It's like my favorite way to take two dimensions and slap you with you know an image that's powerful and great type and right now i remember back in the days when i was an art a young art director you know in new york city and you had to do a photo shoot and come up with some crazy idea and hope that you could explain it well enough that the photographer and all the people who were involved could could stage it properly well now i have this great idea and the name of the book has to do with this woman who dominated the retail industry for years. And I came up with this idea for a golden chessboard, gold and silver. And I wanted her to be represented as a queen with a, some sort of a, a symbol on top 
of the retail industry. Mm. Well, I can now program that in to AI, and I've already started to work with that a little bit, and it comes out almost hyper-reality. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And that used to take months to tell somebody, okay, I need you to carve out this big you know, <laughs> chess piece, chrome it, dip it in gold chrome, uh, electroplate it, uh, let's get the right photographer in, and it has to be a certain size so you don't see all these scratch marks on it, get the lighting just right. Now I can pro that, program that into AI, and all of a sudden it spits out exactly what I want, and it looks hyper real. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful. I mean, what I'm working on right now actually surprised me. And I was working on that maybe a half an hour before we started. And that it, it lessened my production time by, right. I mean, literally, I'm down to an eighth of the time it used to take me to get stuff done. That's hilarious. You know, uh, Brad, one of the areas I learned that in was way back when, when you probably remember desktop publishing software yep. right page maker mm -hmm. and i use the xerox page what was the xerox maker. product i forgot the name of it now oh, uh, anyway yeah. and i was using yeah and and you and what i learned wow this is great i can now do my own newsletter for my customers what i realized though i could turn out crap really quickly because oh, yeah. i didn't know what the hell I, was, I didn't understand you couldn't put 10 fonts and all so with that, you know, that's the problem is exactly what you're saying. Your skills as a designer are still just as valuable because you understand that. Yeah. Maybe they'll turn it out quickly as a tool, but your skill is still there. Your vision is yeah. still there. And that is really your value add. Speaking yes. of tools, I want to I want to just flash over for a second to one that I use on the daily. And I, I was fortunate enough to get my hands on this early. And you may still be able to get your hands on some discount prices on this. That's not what we're here for. The idea behind this is this is a similar tool that to what we use. This is what I use in my business a lot. It's called Design. And it was built by a gentleman by the name of Bertrand. He put this together quite a while ago in separate modules. And then just recently developed a platform UI where he could combine them all and put them into the, into the cloud. And what he's done here is basically allowed access for production of graphical assets of various types. And when I say that is we can come in here and do the standard GPT, let's write some content and do a new campaign for like email content or whatever we wanted to. But the beauty of this is we can also go in and create free form AI designs using mid journey, or I'm sorry, they're going to be adding Midjourney to this. They currently have Dolly 3 running inside the system underneath uh, Stable Diffusion as well. So you can kind of attach like we were in the Focus idea or Focus, however they pronounce that, being able to come up with realistic and artistic formats just by simply selecting those objects. Like here, if I wanted to start a guided or a free form, I could simply write a prompt like I did to create this best AI podcast image. It was simply a textual prompt. Or I could come in here and decide, do I want to go with a, a quick instant graphic or do I want to make a masterpiece out of something and let Dolly 3 be the generator of that object where I could simply come in here and say, well, maybe I just want an object like a cat or a fish or whatever. And I want to put that on my website. So I say, I want a fish that's angry. You know, I don't have to come up with a prompt or a happy fish. And I could even give it a camera angle of where I'm coming from. Maybe it's through a fisheye lens. Why not if it's a fish, right? And then let it create that. So all this really is, is an API interface connection to 
the actual AI generators that are out on the cloud, such as Stable Diffusion, Dolly, Midjourney, all of those that we have access to. So a lot of people have put this UI layer on top of that to allow you to maintain your image creation and generation and all of your design work in one place. Um, I'm not here to promote design at all. It's just a tool that I use. And I'm not going to wait yeah. for this to generate, but you get an idea. Sometimes these larger generations do take a while. It's not instant. It's not always the first thing that happens. It's you have to sit there and wait sometimes for a masterpiece to come to fruition. So go ahead. Well, Brad, as Brad being an ex art art director would understand as a photographer working with an ad agency, what typically happens is they call you in and they'd like your work They say, hey, we want to understand how you would shoot this. And yes. what they have done is they've pulled together photos off the internet, stock photos, and built a look. It's not exactly what they want. It's a look. And it has some photos, you know. And so this now gives you the ability for them to be able to create a, a, something for the client or to show them what this might look like until they bring somebody in and actually shoot the images and et cetera could be video it's so it's it's uh it's an amazing capability that we've got now um that i'm sure saves someone like brad tons of time that he would have had to oh, demo yeah. before. and i'm not i, probably, I hate to go ahead sorry i i hate to talk about this but canva has uh revolutionized you know how we do graphic design now yeah i hear people who are now you know claiming to be graphic designers and they show me their work on canva and i cringe because they're <laughs> using 10 different typefaces <laughs> they're playing around with imagery and they're they're so proud of what they've done that if i tell them hey that's really bad uh they get angry they get yeah. serious and i look at canva this way in the hands of a professional it is a powerful tool but in the hands of an amateur it's kind of like using a microwave oven to heat up your dinner uh but a lot of people believe they are a professional chef now <laughs> that they've used this microwave okay and it really takes the study of you know the historic the historic reason why we do some of what we do lee knows you know there was a process to creating a great book cover or a great photo shoot or a great catalog and it was a hell of a lot of work and it had you know we uh, we literally had 15 employees at this one studio i worked at in three different departments in all these different disciplines the computer came along and eliminated all of them. <laughs> okay, I do on one computer what used to take twelve people uh, twenty-five years to do. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. And that's what we're talking about. Those of you who are listening today, that's what we're talking about. Embrace the technology. You know, I know. Well, it, you know, I wrote ahead. an I wrote an article about this, and it's similar to what you're saying, Brad. And it, the things that haven't changed are lighting creativity composition those three things are the same i may be able to go into canva and create something that i think looks good i give it to you and you're like wait a minute why did you use red and green or red and purple those right. colors are not in the, they don't match they're not on the right color spectrum they're not complementary colors blah blah they don't understand the science and design aspect of it so to them it looks good and it's great they can do it yeah. But it's like a plumber, maybe, you know, you go into plumbing, well, look what I did. And you open the, the bottom of the drawer and there's pipes going everywhere. Well, that's not plumbing. That's crap. It's the same thing. They just don't yeah. understand that. Anyway, well, so well, I will say the one thing about AI real quick. 
AI it seems to me appears to have figured a lot of that. It does understand composition in some ways, and it does understand color palettes and complementary colors. So when you do get an image from an AI system, it does tend to be better than if you just threw it together yourself yeah. with the same elements. Absolutely. That's I agree true. with that. Go ahead, Brad. You had something else to add to that? No, it was just um, composition and all these things. A lot of people may not understand the rules still apply in great design. Yes. Uh, Agree. You also, whenever you frame a picture, you need threes. Uh, you know, it's, there's a reason why my, the way I've set up my studio here, it's threes. You know, it creates a triangle. Everything here creates a triangle that makes your eye go in a circle. There's a reason why we use a certain typeface. There is a marketing and branding breakdowns you know that we do in word that basically says who's the target audience what pro are the colors that we do that everyone else is using we're going to do the opposite there is a very technical document that we put together before we create any branding whatsoever that breaks down why we're using purple and gold there has to be a reason it isn't just like i love blue I'm you know glad you, you can't just that up that's something that you know, not a lot of people realize is there well, has and to square be a, square images versus round images yes, and so that. have a whole the the brain reacts totally different to those yeah, yeah. colors everything it's all a matter of you know what's yeah. hot what's light what's easy what makes you blow up what makes you relax mm -hmm. yeah. what makes you buy i mean there's all those types of things that yeah have to be there considered. is a color yeah. there's definitely a psychology behind it yes Okay, well, let's bump ahead just a little bit here. Ross, what have you got on your plate coming up recently that you're finding, you know, as an interesting concept being used in AI? Have you run into anything lately that's kind of catching you off guard that you didn't expect to see? Nothing really catching me off guard. At this point, I'm not surprised by anything that happens with AI. Uh, oh, you were, you got to be surprised about this Sora thing. You, I mean, you come on. That, it was sooner than I thought it was going to be available. I'm amazed by it. But I'm not surprised by it. It's no. moving so fast. It's there's yeah. for me, my thought on that is kind of like social media unlocked the potential for smaller businesses to market market like the bigger businesses. Mm -hmm. I think Sora is going to unlock the creativity for somebody without a big um, box office budget to create yeah. box office films. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be able to put those out and it would have the potential to go viral on social media or wherever they put it. And then they could blow up that way. I mean, imagine if you could create a full length film and put it on Amazon to sell in the marketplace or yeah. sell it to Netflix as a um, feature film. It's I think it's going to be kind of cool to see what happens, but I think there's going to be a lot of kickback from the bigger industries mm -hmm. on this. And that's really what I anticipate watching is the battle between the average Joe who's creative but hasn't had the budget mm -hmm. to then go up against the big box office uh industry and i think they're going to lose because and it's the same thing i've mentioned i think my last week we see youtube now saying they're going to flag your video but it's got ai yeah. ai is bigger than google it's bigger than youtube oh, it's yeah. bigger than all the move it's it's going to run right over these guys whether they want it to or not you're not gonna it's just the momentum is going to pick up and they're not going to have a choice they're playing catch it's going to be like now. blockbuster all over again if they don't adapt yeah Good look analogy. At, look at yeah. Bard. They've already renamed it to Gemini because they felt it was it wasn't advanced enough. They they've already realized they have to adjust and accommodate each time they find out what the next step it's capable of is. And part of that is safeguarding. 
obviously we know that we have to put a fence around this thing because if we yeah. don't, it could get loose and we might not know the consequences as a, as fractional CAIOs is what I call myself, uh, Ross, in the same respect that you use as yourself, um, or as fractional CMO, as a lot of people are familiar with out there for chief marketing officers, it's that component that we're trying to instill in people to realize, look, you've got to evaluate your business. And that's something that we're using GPT to help us come up with ways that we can strategize with small businesses to help them understand the steps they're going to have to take to maneuver around this, you know, and, and yeah. what is really going to apply to them in business. But before I go too deep, we're going to be coming to a close here soon. I do want to present a short video for the, the sorrow, SORAS, so that SORAS, that's a good one. Put an S on the end of that. It's a SORAS <laughs> project that they've got going Ouch. on. But I don't mean to put it in that light. There may be some audio here that I'll have to tune out, but this was one of the uh, research progress uh, videos that went out on YouTube, and I want you guys to see some of the video that's able to be generated with text prompts on SORAS. Now we can talk behind this because it looks like yeah. there's no audio that is cool on this, but you'll see the prompt prior to the video and it'll give an explanation of where it started and that's it but look at this i love this one wow it's probably the best one i saw interesting i didn't think it was i thought it looked more now this one here looks totally real it does yeah. very much so and there was no crossing over of the characters like you'll see in the small coyote video that's yeah. coming up shortly and there's a cat video as well of a cat in a bed that you'll see a glitch in the the arms on the cat or the legs on the cat but this the is the candle blowing out was the one that kind of tripped me out with the hands did you uh -huh. see that one no i didn't see that one i don't think i did I thought this was a cute use of it. Look at the tiny little bells. <laughs> little red foxes. Little red, yeah. Little foxes. Pandas, yeah. No, this is the one that I said will replace the yes, drone footage. Absolutely. To be yes. able to produce an on-the-fly drone concept from oh, real, wow. real locations. Those are real locations that they're coming up from. I like the knitted. I will mess you up. This well, one was good, minus the physics of him walk, walking here. Yeah, the physics were a little broken. That's the the ship from um, Lost in Space, the original. Yeah. Oh. Two, that's cool. Dun, 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 ships dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Surfing in Coca Cola. Oh yeah, or coffee. You can even create these amazing virtual non-existent things is what really blows me away now, i think we're going to see movie stars that never existed in real life oh exactly yeah that's part of it yep now i saw Get some gone. weird scaling issues in one of the cinematics of the crowd where they're walking down sidewalks and things like that where there's some subway entrances there were some real scaling issues to those and you'll see them as they come up but that's probably further in yeah, it's just crap. That's Forget crazy. it. It'll never make it. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. No, not that at all. It's just well, they're already doing full featured films now with this stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I know Disney's already got a hold of it. Yeah. It's a render. Yeah, it's a render kind of thing. Real time rendering. This one blew me away when I saw. Yeah, this, this is really well done. Wow. 
Aside from the camera being so perfect that it couldn't be a drone, this looks yeah. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the first the one that everybody says is the most realistic. And then they have another one like this, they loop and you can't even tell it's looped. I've watched and they, I, um those 360 cameras mounted to the backs of vehicles that look just like that though. With a stem, you can't see yeah. the stem because of the mm, camera uh, location, but it has that same effect. This is what I like is being able to create an ulterior universe. Yeah, doesn't exist. A paper universe, a steel <laughs> universe, a liquid universe. You know, there's just make something. Here's the cat. Now the cat gains an extra leg here. Watch his foot. Watch his foot. Zoop. There's a third one. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. He's just having to pick up another leg there. Mom, 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 mom. Yeah. But even, even <laughs> well, this this is the year. This is the year that we can no longer trust what we see. Yeah, yep. yeah. Nothing. This is well, just like in the movie The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where they framed him by creating a the a fake, uh -huh. you know, him in the chopper killing all uh -huh. these innocent people. And now here's, uh, the, here's the scaling yeah. issues right in here is one of them. Is it rolled in? You may have to yeah, it does look like a tiny village. They were huge compared to the other people around them. We the giants. Yes. I found it interesting that it created a bunch of 50, 60 shows that never existed either. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I think there's one where they take a modern car and turn it into an old car and driving down the road. Oh, I don't know if I saw that one. Let's I've tried to create the same scene using green screens and those TVs like that. It's really a lot of damn work. I'm this one's cool. The pages are a little bit glitched on this one. Mm -hmm. Mm, but I'm still. curious where they got the like if they're building the the character models by scraping some of that metahuman stuff because they are so uh -huh. similar in nature, or if they yeah. if Nvidia allowed them. Well, they're watch the scooter. They're getting, watch, watch the guy driving when he turns. The vehicle didn't just turn; it just rotated. <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught that or not. Uh, Let me just yeah, show you this. That was odd looking. Oh, we got a commercial anyway. Hold on a second. Beebs and the rock they got to get there yeah let me go back to that watch when he skid steers past this as soon as he gets around here as he steers the wheels don't turn oh yeah he it just did it yeah oh yeah it. like immediately going. the vehicle didn't turn at all it just rotated mm. the wheels everything is awesome this, this one's cool yeah because the horse that is weren't, cool weren't messed up they had all kinds of horses walking through here it's with old-fashioned western town Oh, there was a two-legged horse. I just saw it. You boys new to town? You, you boys new to town? Come on in. Here's the two-legged horse right here. You see it? My son's the, the second best shot in the West. I'm the first. That ain't bragging. It's the truth. I think this is where Oh, it. yeah. We'll see. are going to get some flapjacks problem. today, boys. <laughs> but, that is cool. But for it to be able to do that and create a scene that doesn't uh. exist. You boys gonna pull your pistols? <laughs> so this is ten minutes of footage, just to give you an idea. We don't have to go through the whole thing. I'll scrub through a little bit of this so you guys can get a feel. Wow. The drone footage, I think, is amazing. And no, those are not real people. Here's the one that the scale issue came in on next. You'll see this. Yeah. So they're walking down cool. the street in Tokyo, and watch the little characters in front of the two mains in front here at the bottom uh -huh. of the screen, and watch all the ones in front as they disappear off the screen. You'll see them it's just so kind tiny. of disappear into little folds and 
like it's like a forced perspective yes you know and it doesn't quite fit but hey like you said these will all hey for a first try holy crap this is (laughs) yeah and even these time well well the other thing is how much of this footage do you need most of the time five six seconds you're editing something like this together you know you're not doing a one or where you're showing a whole long scene no, and that's the beauty, the B-roll perspectives here. And to be able to uh-huh. take these and create full-length so French. with just small, you know, small sections. Wow. This one's the great. detail in these close-ups are what just yeah. drive me insane with how amazing they are. The hair on that man's face and then her eye. Apparently, they're saying you can decide to tell what kind of lens you want. I think Leland was saying this early, 70 millimeter wide angle, whatever. Yeah. Give it all the prompt direction you can as to what equipment you're. You can using. actually hear what's going on there. Have you guys heard when they're going to um, release this to us? No. No. I suspect. By Apparently, the what year, they're doing right. Heard. One thing they're doing right now. I think. I think what you can, if you, um, um, what's his name is on the CEO is on Twitter, and if you text him and give him a prompt, he'll try and create it and post it. The one that really blew me away the most, I think, on this one that told me this is going to change everything. Well, we already know it will, but watch this next one of a train scene in Tokyo. It's hard enough for us as video producers to get the right scene when it comes to glass. And look at this reflection that comes up in two seconds. Was that just like you can see the faded reflection? And then it comes up to her with that black background and just boom, her face. Look at that. That is cool. Look at that. Wow. It's crazy. It's a tiny little gnome in his own dumb city. (laughs) This is why I think the spatial computing is going to be huge, too. If you can create these while you're watching them in AR, imagine being able to create a um, IMAX-type movie while you're in the AR situation just watching it. Tell it what you want to watch. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that concept that you should be able to tell the AI, I want to watch a movie. I want it to contain this antagonist this protagonist these many other characters i want it to be have this storyline and i want you to produce an hour show that's in france moves to italy goes to tokyo ends up in south america and and the guy gets the girl and just play it <laughs> i yeah. guarantee it's that's a, how it's videos a, are going to be made and put a, me as the main character yeah, <laughs> yeah, put your face on uh, the main character did, why not no i'm like i'm in ar and i am the main character yeah. going through these places mm-hmm. i'm the one to, i'm tom cruise jumping out of a plane i'm yeah. doing all this stuff when you think about it it is a natural progression of video on demand it is mm-hmm. it, it is. Really is i don't want to watch this tonight i'm gonna make up my own movie you just program <laughs> it in. yeah yeah i went ryan gosling I want. To, uh, we sell the uh, trademark rights for that now, and you know, get them there. You go before it's too late. <laughs> I make say your we own get story. a whole bunch of actors together and say, "Hey, let's uh, partner and let's build an experience where we can all have a fireside chat together." Yeah, exactly. you know, uh-huh. that's how United Artists started. Get a bunch of uh, some of these, uh, you know, actors and actresses, and they form their own AI studio and do their own movies. Yeah, yeah good point. Okay, Lee, we got just enough time for your little demo video here. I think okay. we should put together on Focus, Focus right. however they're pronouncing that product. Now. We just gave some examples of video. Now we're going to get back into the photography end of things, and Lee's going to let us see how we can do better with Focus. So I've been playing with this tool um, called, I call it Focus. It's called Focus by some people, F, and it's got three O's, Z-U-S. 
And the, what makes it unique and different is that it's open source. So you can run basically one batch file and install it on your Windows machine. Apparently, I think it's supposed to run on Mac, but it definitely runs on Windows. And so I've been playing with it, got it running. There's a lot of stuff I don't know about it, of course, because like most things, you use them to do what you need to do. And the rest of the stuff, like, well, I'll learn that later. And uh, so I put a little demo together. So, you, But the nice thing about it is, it's you don't have to be connected to net, the internet. Once you're con once you got it running, it runs locally on your computer. You can generate whatever you want, turn as many m images you want, however you want, and it doesn't cost you a dime. So I'll show you what it looks like. Um, let's see here. This is a new player I've got. Let's let me see. Your, if, let me get your title off of that screen there for you for a minute okay. there. Okay. I'm gonna fire that um, trigger. Oh, okay. sorry about that. No, that's all right. I'm so this is what the, this is what the screen looks like when you first install it. It's pretty blank. You're like, well, what do I do? Basically, you just type in here what you want to generate. So uh, I think in this one, I said it should come up and say, create an orange cap um, with a red top hat, and uh, that's what it'll do. And also, I'll show you a few versions of this and some other things you can do with it. And you click the generate button and then you wait. And, uh, you know, I've kind of edited this a little bit so it doesn't, you know, take the whole time to uh, to generate. But it's going to it's depend on your computer, of course, and the GPU you have. I think you have to have an NVIDIA GPU. Yeah, you have so to have it's least, gonna... at least a, a, from what I'm aware of, you have to have at least an RTX video card. It will run on a GTX of old, but it's going to take so long for the card to generate anything. Yeah. If you're below an RTX 1050 Ti, you're going to be struggling. So you'd want to Okay. So then, and then it's got an advanced feature. And if you click the advanced feature, you got a lot more buttons and bells and things. So you can do, you can tell it to prioritize speed or prioritize quality. You can set all these different size formats you want and aspect ratios. You can even go in and add your own if you want. So it doesn't come with 1920 by 1080 for some reason, 16 by 9 or 9 by 16. So I added my other my own. You can put a negative prompt in. The history log lets you go in and see the images you created. So these are the ones I just created a while ago. It gives me the prompt so I can recreate it. It gives me the size and a lot of technical information. Um, so that's pretty cool. You can then go in and also um, change the type of image. So right now it defaults to like a photo, realistic photo. There's some other settings there, which I'll be honest, I don't know what they do or how they work. But so anyways, and the cat thing, by the way, is just that's just the way it does as an example. Just because I put in a cat does not mean that's what you're going to see in the previews. That's just what the icons they use. So the next thing I did is I went through and I said, okay, let's see what happens. Let's change that. So I changed it to adorable 3D character. And this is the same. It created the same cat. Gave it a black hat for some reason instead of a red one. The first image did. And, um, and then here's the other one. So it's creating these just by clicking a button and changing the stuff on the left. It's pretty simple to use. You don't have to know a lot of stuff, a lot of fancy uh, things. You can just start small. You can also change the number of images you want. So if you want to create three, four, six, ten, twelve images, it'll do that. And then you can go, you know, take a shower, get a cup of coffee while it's doing it. <laughs> um, 
So you do that, you generate. Now, the other cool thing is it also has the ability to upscale. So you can take an image that's created, drag it from the top up, up here and down into this box and tell it to upscale. And it will take that same image and give you a higher resolution one. Or if you double click on this box, it will allow you to uh, upload any image on your computer. So you can basically do AI scaling or higher resolution images. Let's say you download something from the internet or um, Facebook or whatever, and you want to upscale it, you can do that right here, which is pretty cool. So that's what I did. This is one I generated. And it uh, the first one I generated was um, using the standard, um, is it playing here? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I, okay, so the first one I generated was using third, uh, 1152 by 896. I don't know why, probably just the thing I had it set on. And it created an image like that. But when I told it to upscale it twice, it basically generated an image that was 2304 by 1792. And the quality is amazing. Now, what I didn't show you here is like, just for the fun of it, I took it and dragged that image in and upscaled that, and that went high double. And then I did it again. It created this like 35 gigabyte file or some crazy thing. Took forever, but it will just keep up resing and up resing these images as high as you want them to go, I guess. So the other thing is I went through and played around just to show you some other formats. So this is okay, let's create this heroic image. I went in and said, create an, a character of evil battling, or a warrior battling evil. And it came back with this image. And it's pretty quick. I, I have a, my machine is an AMD machine with a, a 3080, mm -hmm. um, 12 gigabyte uh, card in it. So it's, it's not too bad. Now, have you been able, uh, I've been playing around a little bit with character creation, but I haven't been very successful, Lee, on taking an existing image of, say, myself and making it look like I'm Superman or some other, you know. That's a, I don't know if character. I added that. I, was I had that in here. What not. you can do, and I don't know if I show it in here. I know I was playing with it, but I might have not done it just to save some time. You drag that image into or upload that image into that box I was showing you. Uh -huh. And then you tell it to create it again. And it will basically create it. So let's say I've got an image I've created on Midjourney or something. And I can't seem to get Midjourney to create it again the way I want it. Uh -huh. What I'll do is I'll bring it in here. And I'll tell it to create another image. And it will take and duplicate it, basically. Uh -huh. Then I can go in and click one of these other buttons and say, okay, take this image and create it as a you know a cartoon or something and it will basically use that as a model and and do that now one thing i don't think i show here earlier if you notice when i scrolled down there was an op op option for random if you uncheck that button called random then it will use what's called the same seed number and it will not create another image that's that looks differently it will basically use that same image as a model so that's something you should try and see if that works. And I can help you with it. Because so these I, are two images. Cool. Yeah, they've created so prompts, I know, for certain systems that allow you to do just that, is create like a avatar or a persona that is consistent and always looks the same. Yeah, so you it, and that's one, of the, that's one of the big drawbacks. It's hard to get yep. these AI systems to do is be consistent. That's the goal I think they're all trying to get to. I know Mid Journey is really working on that hard. 
to try because without it being a consistent image you can't really do much with it um and so um this is yeah this is the warrior same warrior image but i just changed the to click to uh do a, a clay version and that's what it looks like um i just let's see what the next um so then the next one i think is uh let's see here yeah you can go ahead and scrub through that a little bit lee if you want we're coming okay. up on the hour here anyway so uh, I yeah I'm gonna wrap it up okay yeah. so so then the next one i basically i think i did the same kind of thing i did it with a cat and then i did uh this is one called space um art and it created this one and uh then this one so basically you know i i would it's it's free you can download it for free i encourage you to check it out if you have a windows machine for sure it doesn't take much work um and you can play with it and see what it does there's also some really good youtube videos of people showing you how to install it and that type of thing modify it like i've learned how to do um one thing is it will only run on one machine but i'm like well, wait a minute there ought to be a reason I, a way i can connect to it via my network and i found out i put this one command in the batch file that starts it and now i can create a cop uh, access from my mac over the network oh, nice which is great. So I don't have to install it on the Mac. I just run it off the Windows machine remotely. Nice. So anyway, so there's a lot of cool things. Yeah. So it's a cool product. It definitely gives you an example of what you can do. And being able to experiment and play without worrying about the cost, I think, is a great way to learn. Absolutely. Yep. And, and we always worry awesome. about putting our content up on the web. If we are trying to duplicate other images or maybe our own stuff that we've decided yeah. we want to enhance a little, we kind of feel like we're letting that little dog puppy child whatever out the door without a leash and going yeah is it gonna come back to me or, or am i gonna lose it so yeah brad you were gonna say something real quick and then we'll give nope. ross the clothes i just think it was awesome what you showed us thank you uh lee yes thank you for that much appreciated. um i'll show you know something that was interesting about that uh, let me go back kind of remind me that video the video we were looking at earlier what it not mine but the other one uh -huh. somebody's done I, I saw a demo today of where someone took the vid, sample video brought it into a program that allows that uh, normally is called photogrammetry i don't know if you're familiar with that or not but basically you take a bunch of pictures and it converts it into a 3d model yep. they were using NURBS or some other technology but anyway it took the video and convert because you can now take the video and say okay go around yeah. right like the drone photo and it turned it into a 3d model oh, now wow. that blew me away now you're talking about now you can animate it do whatever you want now that's the whole um you were talking about earlier about the um the cool. human um yeah. meta human yeah. that's really so that's the piece that's missing that's the two areas i think are most exciting and the most growth is text to video and text to 3d yeah. All right, Ross, take us home. What do you got? Give us some score of where you're taking people this week over at AI Fusion. What do you, you got anything in store for us over there? Uh, the biggest thing that I think people need to look into is actually using AI into their business and doing it with these kind of technologies, but then also with the language models. And what we're doing is building models into where it has conversations for customer support. If you are a small business, you now have the opportunity to implement AI into your business so that it actually answers questions like that instead of waiting for a human and it will take the task list that's hundreds of people that you have to answer and it'll take it down to 10 15 20 because ai took care of all the stuff that you taught it already and it doesn't have to need doesn't need you to answer it so 
just the technology's there and it's very inexpensive. So highly recommend people look into the language models. Absolutely. And just so you know, Chris, Ross, and I all run consecutively as fractional CAIOs of one form or another of CMOs. So that's kind of why we're here. We're here to help people. And the reason for the podcast was to help instruct, to educate, to play with this stuff for all of you. And if you ever feel that one of the people on this panel is someone you'd just like to talk to behind the scenes and get more information for, you can reach out to us at bestaipodcast.tv, whether at info or myself or Lee uh, being the executive producers. The rest of us are just here. Know who they are. Ross McKamey from Maverick Solutions, Brad Slows from uh awaken nation podcast so get a hold of these guys and let them know hey i'm trying to write a book can you help me steer me in the right direction on what you're doing or let me right. learn with you that's kind of what the groups are for ross has ai fusion i have best ai podcast there's just cross collab between it all we're not trying to segregate people we're just trying to help people so thanks ross and in ai fusion that's a place where yeah. we come to answer questions directly so if you want to talk to any of us mm -hmm. join the yeah. ai fusion group and we'll answer in there and we'll, we're very accessible in that group that's on facebook awesome. right yes yeah. it is on facebook we're yep. still waiting for lee to show this guy over here to show up so i'm on there i was just teasing <laughs> he didn't mention facebook i was trying to help him out that's correct. No, thank you and we will be soon available on Spotify and possibly Amazon and uh, the Apple Podcasts soon. But we are in the Podcast Unlimited directory. And we're also uh, going to be broadcast through Acast with the audios on these. So we'll strip those once the videos are edited. And we'll upload those for audio only listening if you'd like. So yeah, and leave any comments in the video below on YouTube. If something you want to see us cover, right in there. We'll, we'll read those things. Yeah, we do, don't we, at times? And I know I had a video, I think, to close out, but we're just going to close with a little bit of who knows what. You know how it is. Sayonara, folks. We'll see you next Sunday, 7 p.m. See you next Sunday. AI podcast. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Yeah.